Hello and welcome to another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. In this episode, I'm talking to Carlos from Colombia and I'm looking forward to hearing about his experiences of settling here. Now, the South American population, like several other migrant groups, has increased a bit in Tasmania due to the federal government's regional migration programs. And this has brought in a whole lot of new cultures to our state. And the Colombians in particular are one of the newest and I'm really looking forward to learning a bit more about the Colombian culture and Carlos's personal experiences. Thank you Mark for your invitation. Well you thank you for um, uh, answering my call for South Americans. <laughs> anyway first first question is a fairly easy one what what brought you to Tasmania in the first place? I came to Tasmania with my wife because we were looking for a quiet place, uh, something dif uh, different against Bogotá, who is my place in Colombia. And uh, we think that Tasmania, we, 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 we were reading a lot about Tasmania and we realized that it's a very natural place and it's a very quiet place and uh, people are friendly here. So for this reason, we chose Tasmania. But on the other hand, we chose Tasmania because we like to apply for our a resident PR visa, so in regional regional places are easier than in the main cities in, in Australia. It's also a reason why in probably the last three or four years the population of Tasmania has actually increased more than it has for decades and it's become more diverse. That's true. So did you come here directly from Colombia? No, at the beginning we arrived to Melbourne because personally I liked Melbourne because I am very sport man. Mm -hmm. So I like uh, for Formula One, uh, the Open of Australia, and I, I say, why if, if we are going to come to Australia, why don't come to Melbourne? Because it's a very famous city. The lifestyle is one of the best in the world, and it would be good to interesting to to be there. So we spent one year there, and but they, then they re I realized. Oh, we realized that it was not easy to, to, to apply for permanent residence in Melbourne. Oh, so when, when did you come to Tasmania? Uh, yesterday was three years. Three ago. years, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So September not, 2017. Yep, not, so not so long. Nope. And what was your reason for leaving Colombia in the first place? You know, we were some tired about working so hard for low incomes and we struggled in our time to get a better jobs to increase our incomes, our style, lifestyle. But Colombia is a very, it's sad to say, but it's very a corrupt country. Not for people, it's for politicians. For this reason, we were tired and we once, one day we, 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 were, we think with my wife, why don't choose another place in the world and go very far, go very far away. At the beginning, we think in Canada and Australia. So we have to decide, evaluate, assess our options. And finally, Australia won. And what, what was the deciding factor in the end? Because the weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's ironic because for this reason, we choose Melbourne because it's not too cold, but it's not, Tasmania is not too cold as Canada. But um, in the, on the other hand, here at that time, like four years ago, we were able to work and study here. In Canada, no, just, no, we, 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 we were not able to work there, just study, and it's very expensive for us. So you initially came as a student? Yeah, so as a student visa. Yeah, and what, to study what? 
My wife, my wife started to study English because she didn't speak any English. I just spoke a little English and uh, that, that course helped her a lot to increase uh, uh, her level of English and, and uh, yeah, she spent about nine months uh, studying there. And what were you doing during that time? Just working, <laughs> looking for for jobs. I did a lot of kinds of jobs that I never did in the in the past in my country. So it was an amazing experience. At the beginning, was some some struggling. I was thinking to come back to go back to to Colombia because for me it was very hard. Um, I used to work in an office in my country as in, an, in administrative staff, and 15 days after I was in a construction <laughs> cleaner, all the staff and everything. And for us in my country, uh, we see this kind of jobs like, like uh, not important. Yeah. Uh, the Australia taught talk me that all jobs are very important. So you did a lot of sort of more physical, low status kind of jobs, I guess, just to keep keep the money. Yeah. Coming important. In. Yeah. Important. So what but what was your background in Colombia? I mean in terms of your your work and career. I am an industrial engineer and I used to work with the fire department in Colombia in Bogota. I was working in planning and uh, I used to work in projects all my during my life. Uh, I just working in projects. Yeah, so what, what would be an example of the kind of project? Yeah, good question. The The main kind of projects that I develop is a social projects. It's very interesting because I am industrial engineer and when you hear industrial engineer, it's just production or machinery or a, a budget. But I had the opportunity to work for, for Red Cross in my country in a project with people displacement by guerrillas. And when you say guerrillas, we're talking about the... Um, Fighters, not 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 the animal. Ah, uh, yes, sure, sure, sure. Uh, like illegal groups, illegal army groups. These people suffer a lot, and I was uh, my role was uh, coordinate a group of people to help these people to restart their lives. So we usually do, or we used to do, psychological support, and then we help. Uh, we no, we provide a training to help them to uh, set up their own businesses. Yeah, so we provide a small amount and they can grow up these businesses and then it was a very rewarding job this this project taught me a lot because i as an engineer you just work with numbers but i and i i, I was able to see the human pain and it felt very shocking you now in that in that time and i love it I, I i learned to love that that job and since that time i, I keep going just in social projects when you first um, came to Tasmania. What was your what were your first impressions actually? To be honest, I loved the nature and this this isle is amazing. It's unbelievable. It's very beautiful. It's like in the pictures, <laughs> you know. But I didn't uh, like the lifestyle because we were looking for some quiet place, but this was very quiet. And I am a, like a town man, yep. so I'm, I am I'm get used to to live in a very busy city, crowded. And here was like a shock. But uh, yeah, it was my 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 first impression. Then I I, I learned to love this play indeed now in last in december was we were we were in colombia and wow was terrible <laughs> to fight again with the, the, the traffic and a lot of people when we came came back to to tasmania oh we we felt like a relief like like you feel that, that you're home yeah it's... did you have a job when you came here 
No, we just, we received assessment from an immigration lawyer. He told us, uh, just, you have one option, two options, she said, Tasmania or Adelaide. And we, again, assess both options and we choose Tasmania. Uh, but we were blind, so mm -hmm. just, I don't know, we pack our things, take the car, take the ferry and let's go. <laughs> When we uh, arrived, just starting to, to looking for jobs, we arrived to an Airbnb, uh, like a flat, a small flat, and we have to look for, for, a, rent, for a rent, for rent, for a flat or house or something to, yeah. to live. But the most important thing uh, after get a place to live, get a job, no? Mm, yeah. Because our, the, the savings started to go down, and if you don't work, you, can, you don't have anything. Yeah. Mm. And so how did you how did you go about i mean you're in a new place and you don't i guess you didn't know anybody or many people no nobody nobody we first advertisement that what we see in facebook mm -hmm. was for a latin american group they used to meet in the city oh, yeah. in a bar to spanish conversations and uh, yeah we choose to go there and try to expand our networks this was our first step here. So uh, how did you go about um, finding work? Yeah, it was hard. Jobs here are not like in Melbourne. The opportunities are very, just a few opportunities. Yeah. And it was funny because all, all the time has been very funny because my wife is the first person who always gets the job, the first job. Doesn't matter her English, yeah. <laughs> her low English. She, she, I don't know why, but she, she's, she ha, she's very lucky. And she was... She says, huh? does she have the same story? Yeah. <laughs> or does she say, it's, uh, no, it's because I'm better than you. <laughs> so, no, sometimes she said, I think she, she loved me, that they love me, they don't love you. <laughs> I say, no, I think they prefer women. <laughs> but you never know. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, she got a job in a catering but I, I was not able to get any job and I applied for everything. Finally, we arrived in, the, in September and a man who we met in that group, a Spanish group, he works in a farm mm -hmm. and he uh, helped us a lot because he uh, got a hand. He, no, he gave us a, a hand to work in that farm uh, in December, in November, from November until February, March. Mm -hmm. So it was very helpful in that yeah. time. What mm. kind of farm? It's an apple farm in Humeville. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we used to do a thinning job. It's, it's like a take, off, take off all the small apples yeah. and just leave the big apples in the bunch. It was a seasonal job for three months. I was lucky because at the beginning was the man mentioned that it was just a couple of months, but that year the production was very high and I, I was working until March. So three, two, two or three months more. And in the meantime, were you looking for other, other work more um, suited to your background? Sure. Uh, since the first time that I uh, put a fit here in Tasmania, I started to looking for a job in my background, but I was not uh, success, su successful. Then I, I was uh, like three months without any job, but I started to do a volunteer job at Multicultural Council of Tasmania. They work with uh, multicultural things which I love to work. I enjoyed that time there. I was there like six months, okay. but no money, <laughs> just volunteer. But it was, 
I was lucky because like in May, mm. got a strong rain in Hobart. I heard in the news that like that, that kind of rain that didn't matter like many years ago. Uh, yeah, that's when it was flooding. The whole yeah, city was flooded. but it was lucky. I, I say I, I, I was lucky because every, everything was flooded, as you say. And I got a job as a cleaner in the Utahs. So it was good for me because, yeah, I had many jobs, many work. And at the beginning, I, uh, they um, hired me just for 15 days. And this job was for two months. So it was helpful for me as well. All the time I was struggling to look, to looking for jobs. And finally, in August, August, September that year, 2018, someone called me from Red Cross here in Hobart. I was very excited because they emailed me. No, first they emailed me and then called me. There were an opportunity to, to work um, in Bridgewater in a project called MATES. This program works with uh, people who have mental problems and we help them to, to get outside of the isolation through volunteer jobs who support them. Uh, but the funny thing is that I, I took that interview because they called for me for an interview and this interview was for another job, mm -hmm. for, for some work, working with family and parents, family parents or something like that. And I was a very, a, a really good interview, despite I didn't know anything about family and parents <laughs> here in Australia. But the manager in that time, I like it. And she said, you, you, you know a lot of the, a lot of, of this matter. I said, yes, because I had my background in Colombia about social projects, everything, all the stuff. And she said, you know, you are not successful for this job, <laughs> but come back on Friday. I remember, and I am going to propose you something. Oh, it was like sweet words for my, on <laughs> my head, on my head. And I came, I came back on Friday and she said, she told me about mates, mates program. She said, she, she told me it's just a work for three months because he, this role is a, a, a person who is in holidays or something. She's going to come back in January. I told her, doesn't matter. For me, it's, it's important. It's my first opportunity. Doesn't matter if it's one week, I am going to take that job. And she said, it's yours, job. And I started to work there. Mm -hmm. And so how, So then how, how was that? How, was it what you expected? It was hard because I had to coordinate people. And despite I was working in a social project in Colombia, it's not the same coordinate people there that coordinate people here. Mm -hmm. Because people here are very organized. <laughs> in very this discipline in my country no it's, it's different and here you have to be very respectful because in my country if you coordinate people you have to be very bossy mm -hmm. otherwise people don't follow you yeah. here it's different you just give them tasks and they they looking for ways to answer for or for solve for solve that, that those tasks but you don't have to say all the time, you have to give me that, or you, you, you have until Friday to give me your task. Or, and I was very, <laughs> like, kid um, against this kind of uh -huh. behaviors. But I learned a lot. And another thing, another hard thing was working with people with mental problems. 
because I was to visit there and I am no psychologist. I, I In my life, I was seeing people, as I mentioned before, uh, displacement yeah. by legal groups, but no with, with mental problems. And you have to be careful. Yeah. And if you, are, you don't have psychologist background, you don't know how to react in some situations. For me, it was challenging, but I learned a lot. I have a good manager, a good teamwork. They talk, talked to me a lot, and I, I, finally, I, I enjoyed it. Melissa was my manager, and she said, I'd like to, you to stay here in, in Red Cross because you are doing your job well, but I, don't, I cannot promise nothing. In that time, she mentioned that she met a, a, a man who, worked, who used to work with uh, migration, and I, and I told her, oh, I love to work with migration because I already work in, with migration as well in my country in an um, NGO mm -hmm. whose name is uh, International Organization for Migration and I know how to work with migration and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am a migrant so and yeah I, we had a meeting with him and uh, he told me that maybe they had an opportunity to work there but no, nothing for sure but lucky again two weeks uh, after they call me and they say we have a, a role if you like we are going to to propose what are your things what are your tasks what you have to do i say obviously i i <laughs> i love to hear that and yeah i i, I enjoy it uh, to hear that uh, that the kind of job because it's my current job yeah. so i at the beginning i was contract for one year and a half and this year they extend my contract for one year more so I felt very, in what that time was like many sensations in your head, mm -hmm. because after many things happened in Australia, finally I got, I got the, the thing that I, I dreamed, yeah. you know, and it was very rewarding. It has been very rewarding for me. Did you find it easy to get to know local people? At the beginning, no, not too much, because here English is very hard <laughs> in Tassie. And people are very different as we are in Latin America. They are very serious, very, I don't know how to say, like, mm. they are very private, mm. no? We are in Colombia, we are very friendly. <laughs> yep. And it was not, not easy, but then we started to meet Thanks to this group, to this Spanish group, we started to meet local people from Australia. And it was nice because we realized that they are friendly, very friendly. They are very kind. Some, 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 uh, some of them help us to get jobs. So they sent us, look, you can apply here, you can apply there. Or uh, come to my house for a barbecue. If you need something, just call us. And, uh, don't feel shame. No worries. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we've, we felt we started to feel nice. We are Christian with my wife, Christians. Uh, we we used to go to a Christian church, and there we met very beautiful people. They gave us the opportunity to be volunteers in the church to learn how to make coffee. So it ha it was useful for us because if you know how to 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 make coffee, you can work in a cafeteria or something doing coffee. I'm sorry, you learned to make coffee here. Yeah, yeah, you're from Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but. I mean, sorry, I mean to use the machine. Ah, yeah, like to be a barista. Yeah, barista, because in my country, we prepare coffee very craft, like a very rustic, uh -huh, rustic uh -huh. way. Yeah. So no, no with machines, nothing like that. I 
I am originally from Popayán. Popayán is a small town in the south, on the south of Colombia. But I am from Bogotá because I have lived there all my life, from since I was three years old. Can you give us give me an idea? What was it like growing up in Bogota? What was the kind of environment you grew up in? It's uh, a challenge mm -hmm. because it's the biggest city, and it has very good things. It has very bad things. So I had I studied in a private school because uh, the public education in my country is. is very bad mm -hmm. so you have to study in a, in a private school and i i have two brothers one sister all of all of us studied there i we are um, a, my mother was the only person who helped us to study and to grow up because my my father uh, uh, and her was uh, divorced mm -hmm. for, since I was like nine or ten years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was hard growing up without a father. is is challenging because you face many things there in Bogota. You have some. You have to face uh, things like uh, drugs, mm -hmm. uh, alcohol, uh, unsafety, and many things bad friends <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you don't have a good um, um, values yeah. you you get in you get, get in troubles what what was sort of the family life like did you have to be um, very independent or did everyone look after each other what was the family life like we are very familiar in colombia we we used to live together until adults, indeed. Mm -hmm. It's not like here in Australia, it's very different. When you have 18, yeah. bye. There, no, you can, if you, it's not so common to see someone who is 18 years old and go out. You, in Colombia, we used to live together until adult ages. So we, as well, <laughs> live with, my, with our mother mm -hmm. until maybe, I don't know, 30 years old. Yep. To get married, basically. Yeah. Actually, quite a few countries are like that, aren't they? Yeah, and when you, for example, if you got married, if you get married, uh, you used to mm, gather all family on weekends. Mm -hmm. It's like a tradition. Okay. Yeah, all weekends for, for lunch or have lunch or for have a dinner or something like that. And you mentioned before about corruption in, I just want to, because I think in Australia when people use the word corruption a lot also, but I think it has a different different meaning or it's used in a different way. What, what's, what would be an example in Colombia if you were talking about corruption, what would you consider corruption? Yeah, Colombia has a lot of money, you know, because all people pay their taxes, well, almost all people, <laughs> because the only people who don't pay taxes are govern, 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 government people, and why they are corrupt. So it's a good question because it's like a cult, it's cultural. Yeah. 
uh, in Colombia always have been leading by, by a couple of, a pool of families. So they, for example, for years, is a, a president of the family X, X. And next four years, family G, next years, family Z. And again, four years, family X, Y, Z. So yeah. they like uh, rotate the power among some families, some privileged families. Yeah. And they all the time steal all the money of the old public money. So they don't spend in, in education, in public health, in transport. For this reason, the majority of people are uh, more than 50% are in extreme poor. Mm -hmm. So I, when I say extreme poor, they don't have nothing to eat. And the other part of the population, like 35 or 40%, are like me, we are able to get a job, but they don't have enough incomes for survive. And there are a, main, a minority, like 5%, who have all the money of the country. Yeah. So, and they are very selfish. They don't, they don't like to people try to grow up. You know, the ironic thing is that all uh, people live very stressful, very scary, mm -hmm. scary because they see all this corruption, but they don't feel uh, they feel impotent to do to do something. So they have some. They I say they have, but I'm not agree. They have to, for example, pay the police for don't get a fine, hmm? yeah. or yeah, or, or do something that you don't have to do, illegal thing. Yeah. So I, there are a famous uh, journalists in Colombia that say that we are all, all Colombians are sick. We are all sick from the person who sell the coffee until the president, because everyone are selfish. Everyone try to um, say lies, lies to other people just to get their advantage, you know? So it's a, it's a cultural thing. That's a negative part of the culture, but let's talk about some um, of the things that you like about Colombia. What would you say are the, the best aspects of Colombian culture? We are very strong. I think the, uh, despite we, we have been hit by life, <laughs> mm -hmm. we are able to get up again. I think people are very strong. People are very worker, working hard. They're working very hard. Yeah. Doesn't matter the time that they have to start. Doesn't matter the what time they have to finish. An important thing for me is we are very happy. <laughs> yeah. We are very friendly with everyone. If you go to Colombia, you can say that everyone like to help you to get, for example, uh, orientation in a street or, um, yeah, we are very, very friendly. We have very good things like food, wide variety of food. If you go for the coast, uh, you can get different dishes that you have and different meals that you have in, in the south or in the, down in the towns. For example, in the north, obviously uh, seafood is very popular. In Bogotá is famous uh, delicious soup. The name is ajiaco. It's uh, cooked uh, with chicken and potatoes and uh, it's a, um, a special spice thing, um, spicy thing. I don't know if it's spicy the word, sorry, but it's a special ingredient. This is the famous meal in Colombia, mm -hmm. in Bogota, sorry. But if you go to the south, you can get another kind of soap. 
they put everything in that in the water <laughs> and if you go for medellin for example medellin is another place yeah. they have a, something called bandeja paisa it's like a big dish and you can find everything there so meat a beef a pork a beans rice egg mm, sausages mm -hmm. so it's, it's very heavy <laughs> for your stomach yeah. but it's delicious and what do you, what's your favorite thing about living in Tasmania so far? I feel safe. This is very important for me. You know, I last the last years living in living in Colombia, I felt some anxious. I started to suffer anxiety because I felt unsafe everywhere because some I was stolen, I was robbed. robbed a couple of times and I felt very yeah, they talk with uh, knives and everything and I got very scared in that time. And uh, I was tired of fe to feel that sensation. Since I been here in Tassi, I feel more relaxed. And when I was to Colombia in December, and in I was the treat in uh, in the no in the third thir the third day that I was there, I saw how someone stole the the mobiles of two guys, and they they passed in front of me, and I I like a I had like a flashback, <laughs> mm -hmm. like a post traumatic stress or something. Oh my god i felt i felt like very very anxious very scary and in, in that moment i appreciate to live here i think this is the more the most important thing for me well and then on the other side what's your uh let's say least favorite thing or most difficult thing about um living in tasmania I think the the most difficult thing for me is I don't have variety of things. Is better answer, <laughs> yeah, a variety. So in a big city, I can choose from many options. Here is very hard. Sometimes on a weekend, yeah. I don't have many plans to do because it's very small, and you you have the same things, the same plans all weekend. So at least for me. <laughs>